Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to episode 445 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Jay. And I'm Glenn. Hey, Glennie. Big week. How's How you, mate? <laughs> You've been preparing for this, I can tell. you got that look in your eye. No. Why has it been a big no. week for me, Nate? What, what, what look in my eye? Put your fucking glasses on. There is no look. There's no look. You're making it up. There's a fucking look. <laughs> There's no look. I can you, see a look. There's no look. There's no look. I'm just saying, finally, you get recognition. For what a pain the cunt you are when we've seen that Moses Leota is out for eight to ten weeks with a glenoid injury. Otherwise known as a ruptured got testicle. Got, got, run over, got, got run over by a digger. Fucking, I fear for the digger that tries to run over the fucking Moses yeah. Leota. Did a good job, sounds like he won. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's not dead, he just hurt his shoulder. You should see the digger. Doesn't even look like a digger anymore. <laughs> oh, Glenn! <laughs> I tell you, I tell you, mate, you, 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 you're sailing very close. Yeah, <laughs> you're sailing so close. <laughs> new, new listeners of the show, welcome. Um, you have not stumbled across a fucking Palmer United party ad or uh, fucking Glenn Glenlean Hansons. I just Tig- I feel Tigers like you're, I feel like you're under underselling the quality of our listenership. They can fucking hear. Clearly, I'm saying digger, as in Nathan's fucking layman's uneducated heathen but terminology. See, what you would understand for an earth-moving machine. What you would understand is that a vast what are you using for? vast majority of communication is Moving non-verbal. Earth. I wish you were. I wish you were fucking non-verbal. Make my life a whole, a whole lot easier. <laughs> okay, fine. For the rest of this episode, I'll be the fucking good. Fuck off. Oh, sorry. You finish your sentence. <laughs> I'm gonna do it all in Auslan. <laughs> oh wow! This is fantastic. No, I'm sorry, everyone. I thought this cunt couldn't get any more annoying. Here we are. I was proven wrong. Why are you jerking off now? It's sign language. <laughs> what is that sign language for? It's Fuck Auslan, me. you're jerking off, Glenny. Ah, <laughs> uh, good start, boys. Good start. Which An hour flat, eh? An hour flat, you say? I just signed, Why are you doing the voice with it? No, I just signed Tigers in decline. <laughs> Was that legitimate though? Or is, is, did you Google that really quickly? You can go to our chat logs and you can see the Google. You can see the history of Auslan. Yeah, no, don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, Auslan is a, a popular. Yeah, 
it's a, it's a, you could des- you could tell say it's a hobby for us, but uh, it's it's an audio medium, so it's not going to mean fuck all to anybody. No, it's not. So just for a refresher, this is the episode which would normally come out earlier in the week. Oh, but where we will review the game. The complaints, the complaints that I had today. Phone, phone calls from Mister Fuckhead, as he wants to be known. What happened to what happened to the podcast? Well, it hasn't come out yet. I've got fuck all to do as I drive around in my fucking flash company vehicle doing fuck all, talking to people, telling everyone I'm a fucking Dragons fan. I haven't got a podcast to listen to. Anyway, here it is. Enjoy, cunt. Who's that? Fucking name them. Uh, can I? Are you happy for me to name names here? Shane Cash. Oh, Cash. Don't you fucking dare say Cash is a good bloke. He's a piece of shit. <laughs> I've never he met Cash, like but I've seen him roast you on you. Facebook heaps of times. He's awesome. <laughs> like, there's, there sounds Cashy. like sounds like that was a phone call. Sorry, relate, Cash. Le- legitimate concern. <laughs> <laughs> Far out. That sort of stuff doesn't bother me because we are, we are late. Um, and there's there you know, some people on Twitter like are you, who came at it a different way, and they were more like, "Are you doing two two this uh, this year again, or are you going back to the one?" You know, like they sort of took that angle yeah. instead of like, "Where's the po- where's the podcast?" You know, that sort yeah. of thing. But um, so yeah, well, which is awful. Yeah. I guess Dragons fan. Yeah. Does he answer his Does he answer his phone? The Bell and the Beast. <laughs> oh, God, GST. <laughs> Look. Look, if I give that person in the crowd the absolute greatest benefit of the doubt available to someone, and they made that banner before he got all rapey, fine. However, after everything that's happened, why would you pull that thing out of fucking mothballs? Yeah. And display it like, like, look, look. That you know, that's, that, this is this is basically just paraphrasing an argument I saw about it. To Bill and debarge to bedroom. <laughs> Well, yeah. Well, the thing is, like, someone actually said, "Well, what? What if they? Yeah, you know, they made it. They probably made it before all that. Yeah, great. But they're still displaying it after that. Yeah. Like, that's the fucking point, mate. Yeah. It wasn't like the swastika, like a fucking Hindu. Yeah. Or something. Sign, like, sign yeah, like, you know? yeah. Mm. Yeah. There you yeah. go. And, and look, and that's a fucking greater wrong. Um, unfortunately, they can't use that anymore. Then so you're the balance side. A great, slightly greater wrong than being a Dragons fan. I agree with you. Yeah. Oh, they so. still they still use they still use the shit out of in Buddhist temples and shit. Oh, good for them. Uh, I, I wasn't a, I wasn't aware of that little factoid until about 2005 when I was on a trip to fucking Borneo, rock up to a Buddhist temple there, and then <laughs> you're and like, I've stumbled upon all my all people. Walls of this temple are these fucking wrought iron fucking. Flipped swatch things like the opposite, yeah, you know, mirrored the, the opposite. Way. I was did, like, "Did you just oh. start looking for Glenn immediately?" <laughs> no, this is about four or five years before I actually had known Glenn. <laughs> I was looking for Skull, the, the Dragons fan. <laughs> oh god! Uh, what a round of football to get straight into it. <laughs> yeah, fucking all of the fucking played teams. Talk about being cut off. One. <laughs> What were you going to say? No, Jeremy? you were just talking. This guy's like, remember you said an hour flat, fucking back on track guns. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, all right. No, no I was just, uh, I was just feeling, mate. I was just feeling. Uh, we can, we can get into the the games right now, though, if you want to. Um, you've got all your your socials and everything organised. We're good. We're awesome. back. Okay, I, I'll like, tell you, I've I've had far more of a Dylan Edwards off season than a Tommy Travoyevic <laughs> off season. 
So I'm good to go. <laughs> so he's got one good week in him. <laughs> Let's fucking make the most of it. <laughs> yeah, he's got he's got one good week when he was given when he had twenty meters of fucking free free non contact space to run every fucking kick. <laughs> Multiply by however many fucking sets. Um, <laughs> Otherwise known as a Darius Boyd off season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But also, just to, like. Just could just like statistically, just quietly, like people can say about Tommy, he actually his numbers weren't that bad in that game. And as the rest of the weekend played out, he was probably at worst the third best fullback in the entire fucking round of action. Too too bad he came up against the greatest fullback in the history of the game. Oh Jesus, well, he came fucking up against a, a low life piece Lost. of shit. But um, but but that's okay because we'll get into the game. The Panthers 28 defeat the Mighty Manly Seagulls 6 out at, at Bluebet. Played out exactly as I said. I mean, the big homecoming for the grand final party, given that they couldn't, they didn't have their post-grand final party, A, because of, you know, COVID, and B, because they forfeited the World Club Challenge. Just um, let me cut you off there. This is exactly, exactly what I said you would do. In the event of this result, because it's exactly what I said would happen. I mean, ergo, fucking, of course, one leads to the other. You yeah. donkey. <laughs> now everyone's like, "Oh, that mate, he fucking predicted everything. He is exactly what he said was going to happen." Well, it's fucking sheep's. Exactly. I, 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 I fucking called it because also you've got to remember, like, mainly statistically, in the in the duration of the time that we've done this podcast, it's my understanding, if I'm correct, they've won no more than one. Round one game in the entire time we've actually been. I, I never game. thought I would hear thing. myself say this, but I really want to hear Jay start talking instead of you. <laughs> <laughs> you're just upset. No, man. I'm not upset. I'm just, you're just, you're just sick upset. of your bullshit, mate. <laughs> you're, just, you're just upset that I called it, mate. You're just upset that it's I the same it. fucking Look, bullshit. And your little Pied Piper, yeah, you're the Pied Piper the of fuckheads. You, you, you fucking play your little tune and little cunts dance along behind you and then you're like, oh, no, off the fucking edge of the cliff, you little cunts, as you play your little tune. I'm oh, just a wake-up. I'm just a fucking right wake-up to your bullshit. <laughs> Look, the West Tigers game's coming up in a couple of recaps. Then you can fucking talk about how much you nailed your fucking prediction. I can't prediction, fucking right? wait. But... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'll fucking wait. Now, <laughs> please, can we hear Jay talk? Oh, things hey, I thought I'd never say. Hey, look, Glenny, it was a long off season for you. I know. Hey, Glenn, know. can you I'll let it, it? Can you let him get to actually talking about how badly we beat? <laughs> Sorry, yeah, get to yeah. the scorers. Get start with Manly. Shouldn't take long. Tries to Crichton, Tago, Luai, Appy, Liam Martin. Crichton, three conversions and a penalty That's a goal. lot of tries. Manly tried to Bullimore and a conversion to Garrick. Now, I'll let you... I'll Have you got anything more you want to add to that game rather than you called it? Well, all, all I say is that the Panthers played the perfect game. They won't play a better game this season and they didn't... They played better than they played in, in any finals game, including the grand final last year. And I don't even know if they had a better performance all last year either. It was uh, it was the perfect performance, and uh, Manly, you know, simply just aided and abetted it by simply dropping the ball every time they fucking had it over halfway, and the rest of the time, because Panthers never made a mistake the entire game, it was just a matter of like they were on the back foot the entire game, so their sets were starting, you know, they're coming off their own line the entire game, and it just and because Panthers never made a mistake, they weren't able to turn it around, and it was just you know, it's the way it went. Oh, yeah. it was pretty cut and dried, like you know, it wasn't fucking rocket science. 
what the you know the flow of the game and everything was. Yeah. It was fucking. It was amazing that they were actually hung in there at half time. But um, but yeah, that's like Panth- Panthers literally played like a perfect fucking like perfect game, and like teams don't do that very often. And I don't think we'll see Panthers played that well again all season. I mean, they might be able to meet that level, but I mean, you can't. I mean, you can't really better it. And I would go on to say that if they had played almost any other team in the fucking competition, they would have put fucking fifty on them. Um, look, I'm not sure it was the perfect game. Uh, I will. I will also claim credit here for calling it. Um, you know, Panthers thirteen plus. Uh, it, it's it's pretty telling. When, and to give Manly credit, that the first sort of 16 to 20 minutes, they they almost went toe-to-toe. And well, the first pleasing thing for me in seeing Penrith back in stride after, you know, trial form and, and things like that was they've essentially picked up where they left off and are getting better in that form of, you know, the Melbourne Storm and the Roosters before them of just that next man up philosophy that if everybody understands exactly what their job is out there, that it makes it much easier to deal with disruptions in the team. Um, and to his credit, I thought O'Sullivan went out there and played exactly the right way. Motherfucker, so, I only had one point to make about this game, and it was that. So I've got fuck all to say now. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly word for word my only uh, point to add to this game. <laughs> so, listeners, you're welcome. <laughs> Um, but, yeah, and look, here's a guy, he came to the club understanding that he was going to get injury time and origin time, and that's it. You know, he's he's not coming there to, to disrupt either of the two incumbents. They're fucking rep halves pairing, for Christ's sake. But he just did exactly what he needed to do. He executed it beautifully. You know, there, there are a couple of plays where if at worst he didn't take the best option, he sure as shit didn't take the worst one. And well, this, that's the thing. I think he did, he did he didn't do anything wrong. Yeah, and exactly. that's and that's what you can say about the the, the entire team. Like for example, another example is like Kickow stayed just on that side, the right side of that fucking shit house, you know, maniac shit. Like he didn't cross. Like yeah, whereas that's it, whereas exactly. he could take one step the other way. And he spends time in the bin, and he yeah. gives away a fucking bunch of penalties and blah blah blah. Yeah, you know, like they didn't do like that. That's what I mean. They all they stayed on that side, and like he didn't have to do anything more than just you know, you know, solid kick, and yeah, that was it yeah. because they were starting their sets from the forty every time anyway. Like so, he didn't have to have a long kicking and, game. He didn't have to do a fuck of a lot. He just had to not fuck up. And one one game doesn't fix this worry for me, but especially with the guys who are leaving at the end of the year. The question's going to be, over the course of a very fucking long and physically and mentally demanding season, how much do you get out of them? Uh, and again, it, it hasn't been put to bed, but I think that display from people like Kikau and Appy says that there is still a little bit of fire there for, well, it, if it is our last dance together, let's let's try and do something as special as last year. Um, some, some brain explosions in defence, but... But really, it's that same old game plan. If you can come in and ratchet up the tempo early and know that you're the side that can maintain that tempo for longer. They came in and dictated the speed of the game to Manly. And Manly, to their credit, tried to go with them, but couldn't. And from there on, they are still a patient rugby league side. 
And even when things don't look to go their way and right before halftime, you know, Manly clawed back with that try. They were dominant and they were 12 nil up. They went into the sheds at halftime, you know, 12-6. Manly scored again after halftime and all of a sudden, you know, you're looking down the barrel of, of losing round one. But they just came out and went about their business exactly as they should have. So, um, for Manly, like, the, all last year we were speaking about it. Oh, as soon as they fix their handling, as soon as they fix their handling, as soon as they fix their handling. What round do you reckon it'll take them till to fix their handling? Yeah, exactly. It's fucking like, and, and this is, and like, just the dumb fucking like pushing passes and stuff like that. And admittedly, it was from like younger players. So, you know, fair enough. And like, that can sort of be fixed out of them. But also, the other thing that, that I that I hope is the fact that the players who are doing it are the ones where there's the most depth just waiting for their cracking for their fucking chance at the, at the top grade. Yeah. So these mother, people need to be fucking, they need to fix their, you know, their stupid fucking, you know, rushing shit or make way for, you know, make way for the guy that won't. That's it. You know, so, which is, which is, you know, fine. Like the, for Manly, like I, I love Bullimore already at the club. He's um already been better than he was in his time at the Broncos. Um, I'd like to see him more probably in the middle, and I think he probably will be, you know, but for the fact that injuries, you know, forced him to to play where yeah. he did. But um, but he looks he looks like he's going to be a great buy for us. Um, and really, I mean, just don't stop dropping the fucking ball. Like literally, every time they got the ball from like fifty to forty meters out, that was and like they had the chance of a set to fucking you know finish you know attacking. Yeah. Every time they dropped it around the forty, every fucking time they had like yeah. three sets in attack. The entire game, and one of them was the very first set or the second set. Um, so just fucking like frustrating shit. Yeah, yeah, that's it. So, um, and look, the last point I'll make before we move on to the socials, I'm glad this finally puts to bed the debate about DCE's position in the world, um, where he is just categorically outplayed by Nathan Cleary's fucking understudy. Um, and well, yeah, he wasn't. His forward pack was outplayed by fucking oh. the Panthers' premiership winning forward pack, and it gives, and it's going to give them a lot of fucking. Uh, it's going to give. I mean, now Mate. they now they've seen the benchmark and they've got all season to work on it because the Panthers. Hey. Uh, don't, I don't think the Panthers will want to front up against Manly again this year. Um, I haven't checked the draw, but I'm pretty sure if they, if you know, I'm pretty sure they won't, they won't, they won't front up to play Manly again this year. And uh, enough so. enough blokes have gone through Daly that your mate's putting up cash to lick him. I don't, I don't see your reference. You don't? <laughs> no. Motherfucker. Really? I, I, Glenn. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen that movie. So enough guys have gone through Daily Cherry Evans that that good friend of yours that likes to pay to lick things. Oh, you're talking about that dragon. Gone through. Why are you being so obtuse? The dragon supporter that likes to pay prostitutes to let them eat, eat to let to let him eat their pussies. Yes, you're talking about that guy. That one. That mate of yours. Yeah. So <laughs> what? what, what this, this so is, I am this, saying, truth is a defence, my friend. DCE. <laughs> don't, don't feel shy. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. We got receipts. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> On the socials, John said, maybe the issue wasn't no Cleary. Maybe it was Handbrake May replacing him in the halves. That's it. Yeah, uh, I agree. We, I think I said that last week. Yeah. The fucking, the May karma is real. Yeah. Uh, Josh said, so Manly are going to wait till round three to start their season against a bottom eight team. 
Yep. Ryan said, stupid penalties, brain snaps, and repeated sets given to the opposition. This is the manly mm-hmm. I've missed over the offseason, and I'm pumped for another six months of it. <laughs> Look, and he, here's the thing. You're fucking that lucky that if you do fix up that handling, you've got enough in Tommy that you'll get to the semis again next year. Oh, I, well, honestly, I don't think we're going to play year. a team. I, I don't. I, I don't. Th- we're not going to play a team like not not necessarily the team itself, but we're not going to play a team this season that plays better than Penrith did in that first yeah. round game. But again, that's the, that's the best team we're going to play all season. My, my so, thing, and I'm happy for that to be the benchmark and fucking. But if I'm in your shoes, I'm desperately needing Des to come up with a plan B for nights when Tommy's off or well contained. Well, the, this, the, he wasn't off and he didn't have to be well contained because they were just rucking it out from their own end all night. I mean, the only thing you can do then at that point is try bullshit rolls of the dice. I mean, you can't construct your way out of, you know, you can't construct your way out of fucking running Mate, it off there, your line. No, you need there, were, there were enough games last year where he was your saviour with a beat yeah, forward pack, he was fucking contained. Penrith a fucking Tupperware. He was not our saviour against beating forward. He succeeded when the team succeeded. They're like if Tupperware fucked Glad Rap and the baby was raised by the place they store nuclear fusion rods. <laughs> Cunt was contained. <laughs> Ash said, turns out Manly is impersonating the Russian army tonight. Should have gotten the job done early but ran out of fuel. Haven't made any progress since. Bennett, Said it defies logic that iced coffee and crack could be performance-enhancing drugs. Yet here we are watching 17 blokes from Penrith absolutely redlined it for 80 minutes. <laughs> Simon, looks like Manly's forwards are going to be their downfall again. They're too slow to get over the advantage yeah. line. Don't run hard enough in attack. The defence, they don't get off the line and are aggressive. Hmm. Alistair said Tim Tambojevic forced to give the entire Penrith forward pack a simultaneous soaring eagle which I do think you meant Screaming Eagle, um, but I get the reference and appreciate it. Uh, Danny, Manly are just Ponga, only good against shit sides. A myth. <laughs> oh, it insults both sides. But Ponga's not good against any side. What are you talking about? <laughs> ben, I'd just like to draw everyone's attention to the fact that the incumbent Kangaroos halfback can't even beat the better option for Kangaroos halfback club's side without him even playing in the said side. And to top it off, he put one into touch from the kickoff. Hashtag neck out, chin in. How good. (laughs) Tom, as much as I wanted to blow my brains out listening to Stepdad waffle on about back-to-back, holy fuck, the riff looked good tonight, especially in defence. Yes, they did. Uh, Your friend Devonhead, Glenn said, Dylan Edwards is is playing how Manly fans tell me Tommy Turbo plays, and Tommy Turbo is playing how Panthers fans tell me Dylan Walker plays. I don't know if you meant Walker or Edwards. I think he, I, I'm, I mean, sure, I read yeah, that the too. same thought, picture. Sure, I was like, surely he meant, surely he meant, yeah. Well, seeing as he posted that verbatim both on Facebook and Twitter. Do you think he fucked up and then copy and pasted it though and copy and pasted the fuck up? Like, yeah, far be it from a Dragons fan to copy and paste a fuck up. Um, B.43 like, 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 I'm, I'm not Dylan Walker fan, but I mean he's just like catching strays like what the fuck did I do <laughs> fuck <laughs> B.43 said has there been a decline greater than Jake Tardbro from the best forward in the comp to the worst forward at his club incredible I know that's inflammatory he was never the best forward in the competition mate he was fucking great what was it three, yeah, the, three years the ago best, the best forward in the comp fuck out of here Come on, he was never that. That year we saw him fucking chopping people in Origin. 
Like our, our seats, we couldn't see anything. All you do is just like see guys' he's heads fucking, disappear like a shark got him. It was he's him. still fucking. He's, he's still fucking chopping people. The problem is he's one out of fucking six guys, unfortunately, and he's the only one that doesn't get fucking tired. I mean, guys like Kepi and fucking Croker were like, you know, I'm, you know, their fatigue levels were fucking ridiculous. Um, Beachy Eagle said, "Way, way, way too good tonight." White Hot Panthers. Uh, the old Mish on Twitter said, did Manly get George Rose in to run, look after fitness levels during the off-season? There you go. Um, and uh, Fat Hairy Lazy, chirping off early for Gronk of the Year on us. <laughs> he'll fucking, he'll start off early and then he'll and then he'll fade away by about round 12 like he always does. He can't fucking keep it. So I hope he's got nothing about stamina in there. They tweaked the six again rule to try and stop our domination. Still, we flogged the shit ducks by 22 points. Bowed down to your kings from the west. Look, we 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 let in another, we let in an additional twenty points last time at the corresponding fixture, and also that's a, I'm glad you mentioned the six again thing too because they did change the rule. But you see, the referees aren't used to it yet, and they still fucked it up a few times. No, mainly were given mainly were given a couple more than one six again inside their own twenty. Okay, when it should have been when it should have been a, when it should have been a straight penalty. Cool. There was a bunch of times as well, like the the way they're using the six again now because they've got the penalty in the um in the, the uh, attacking or the defensive half. Now they've like, the, what they're using a six again for is seems to be really fucking, like six again is supposed to be a substitute for a penalty. Like it's a penalizable offense, but you're giving it, a, you know, you're doing a six again instead of the penalty, right? The amount of shit that was um, like the softest shit look, that was not, there would not be a penalty if there was no six again rule and you had to give Fuck, a I wish Penrith could play Manly every week. I know. I wish they could too. That's all we have time for this week on Two Baboons Debating Over Whose Asses, Redder. Ooh, catch you next time. (laughs) So, look, you can ref's fault as much as you like, but what would have happened if you got that penalty was you would have kicked the ball, Cherry Evans would have either failed to find touch, or you would have knocked it on on the first tackle after the penalty, or you would have managed to get through one set, Dylan Edwards would have fucking caught it and run through your entire fucking squad and scored. So the score would have been 60-0. Dylan Edwards had a real gutho trying to stop that fucking try as well. Trying so to trying to stop Ethan Bullenmore as well. We didn't get a hand on so a hand they, on a fucking forward. The refs did you a favour. <sighs> you need a new scarf that said rest favour. Go on, design it, make it. <laughs> oh fucking knit it. <laughs> Go on then, fucking knit it. Go Out on, of his own pubes. <laughs> I'll fucking I'll fucking yeah, man, manscaped.com. <laughs> <laughs> He fucking caught himself with a stray. He's only got one fucking ball now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, it's like a mistake. It's like a, he, he's like he took a fucking mastectomy to his fucking ball bag. I mean, escaped to be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, look, I will ask you not to fucking insult Scrotalina Jolly. <laughs> <laughs> the Raiders 24. That's the second game, isn't it? Yeah, Raiders 24 defeating Sharks 19. Uh, the Friday, the pub slot. Now flat. Uh, the Raiders twenty four. The uh, the yeah, well, we're doing it. Thirty minutes for seven games. Let's, right, let's go. Uh, the Raiders twenty four tries to Whiten Valame, uh, Nickel Clock Star and uh, Hudson Young Schneider four conversions. Sharks nineteen through tries to uh, Braley Kennedy and Wilton Moylan uh, field goal. Nico Hines three conversions from three attempts. You guys are going to take me through this one because I had uh, a lot of birthday stuff for Killer this weekend, so I didn't. I only saw night games and late afternoon games. I didn't see the. Uh, Earlier ones oh, on on all three. I days. thought this was a so. was a, was a really good game, quite entertaining, a great finish as well. Uh, both sides, I think, have a little bit of improvement. The Sharks, 
slightly more than, than the Raiders, but uh, it was good to see Whiten uh, running the ball a lot more and, and a lot more heavily involved. And he, I thought he had one of the better games I've seen him play for the last year or so. Um, as I said, quality finish. Um, ballsy of the Raiders to go for the try to win it and um, and then pull off the try saver to, to seal it at the death. And um, Yeah, it was, I thought it was a really entertaining game. I thought Nico Hines um, for the Sharks... He's he's definitely he's definitely got the class to to make a real difference in that side, and I don't think he's missed a beat being away from the storm. So he looks really good so far. The the sharks to me look like a team that lacked a bit of cohesion, which again isn't surprising given that they got a lot of new faces there, mm. especially in some key positions, and really didn't have a lot of continuity last year. Like they were fucking injury ravaged in in the halves sure. and and everywhere else last year as well. Throw in a new coach, throw in a new coach getting COVID the week before round one, and and they really did just look a step off in terms of understanding, you know. And you look at back at Penrith's performance, um, and if I can, I'll make this an entire hour about Penrith. But <laughs> you know the the, adva- the advantages in having you know teams that are familiar with each other in round one can't be more apparent than than that uh, for the Raiders. Fuck, I'll tell you what. Like, Obviously, if, if they'd have lost, if they'd have lost this game, that would have been catastrophic for them to surrender a lead, mm. to be the faders in the first game of the year and then lose it like that. That would have been mentally catastrophic for them, I think, for the first quarter of the season. But I really hope that coming that close to fading doesn't do any uh, any missteps. But Oh, no, I, I think coming close to fading doesn't count at all. Like yeah, mentally they're like we got the win. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. I hope it does. So, um, but look, yeah, I mean, like the shark, like you said, the sharks that were it, they were uncoached last yeah, year. That's it. I mean, they, you know, their coach was gone in like what fucking like week six or something. Like, it felt super early, and, uh, and like that that game was a brain snap away from the sharks winning. Yeah, yeah. Like it, it was Ramian's little fucking rush of blood right at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, which far out. Like you know, it wasn't. It didn't cost them a spot in the finals. It didn't this. It didn't that. But you know, th- those are the ones that that really are fucking coach killers. But uh, Josh in the Facebook group asked, "Has anyone actually missed Andrew for feeder?" Uh, no, they haven't. Ben, this is an interesting one. He said another coaching failure for the Sharps. Myth Gibbons in full effect. Is there an anti Fitzgibbon? Sentiment? No, this, you're talking. You you were talking earlier about fat, hairy, lazy. Yeah, I make Chris go early for Gronk of the year. No, this cunt is the guy that's trying to fucking get in early. Oh. He's try- he he had something to say about almost every game for the weekend, and I okay. think he's I think he's trying to sneakily get in there and stake an early claim. I like the cut of your jib, sir, <laughs> yeah. uh, Jack. And look, sometimes when you spray it like that, you're not going to you're not going to have a great one every game. Yeah, look, I'll tell you what. <laughs> Gronk, Gronk of the year is more of a sniper than a shotgun. Yeah. That's yeah, it. That's right. Uh, Jake said, having absolute PTSD flashbacks around the 60-minute mark there. Yeah, I bet you were. Um, another Ben said, tight game, good win, why not? That's the fucking worst sporting slogan, but sort of does <laughs> seem apt for the Raiders. <laughs> um, at 
2500 on Twitter said this card, this game gave us a glimpse of what a wild card game might look like. Two non-contenders trying to see who will lose in round one of the finals. There you go. And uh, DJ Shane Day on Twitter was very happy, never in doubt. Obviously, he has never experienced the Raiders surrendering a lead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's always in doubt. <laughs> and done that. So, Okay, uh, the Broncos 11 defeated the Rabbitohs for Suncorp Stadium. Um, the Broncos 11 came through tries to Kelly Oates, uh, Sarko with one conversion, and Kurt Capewell with the field goal. Uh, the Rabbits 4 came through a try to Josh Mansour. And uh, this one was, I think, I feel like it was the game we expected, but maybe with the, not the result we expected. A South, a, South, a South Sydney side that's well diminished from last year. Yeah. A Broncos side that is, you know, somewhat improved from last year. However, I don't, th- I, I didn't think the Broncos would get away with it. And it was, it, you know, if you weren't a Broncos fan, I don't think it was a great game. To watch. Do you, if you if you're anyone in the hierarchy at South, are you thinking it's a good good decision to let Reynolds go? How about no? I, I think that I, look in the you know short term they'll go well yeah obviously if Reynolds was in the side you know we would have won the game most probably but he didn't play against them and he didn't yeah. sink them. Um, Just they looked rudderless and Cody, Cody Walker is yeah. not that fucking guy. He's not that no. guy look, by I, any stretch of the imagination. Glenn, to answer that question, you would need to answer it with the fullness of time on your side, as in uh, there were a lot of chirpy fuckwits going on about um, how Cronulla won a trade they were involved in a little while ago. You really are going to make this about um, Penrith? Yeah, but, but if if you look at it now, um, Cronulla still have to pay Matt Moylan and Penrith are defending a premiership. So uh, with the fullness of time, Penrith actually won that trade. So I, th- I think with South, yeah, at the moment, um, holy fuck, we have no game manager, we have no direction, and we're forced We have no manage- one to show the guy that we have identified as our future seven. We have no one to show him the way. Because Cody yeah. Walker's not going to show him that. He's shown, he's proven no. that in that game in the grand final. That's all you need yeah. to see. So, so, what, so, so what, do they, what, what do they do about it? Well, they've, they've fucking dug their hole now. Like, it's Ilias, and he's going to have to fucking sink or swim. Yeah. Because remember, like, late, late, last, late last season, they had they, they had um, Tarpy in the halves. But when, he's, not, he's not a seven. He's a running six, but you've already got a running six. Yeah, but what I'm, what I'm saying is, if you want to try and actually, you know, steady a sinking ship or whatever and not kill a fucking kid, you know, kill a career, yeah. I don't know. I mean, because I tell you, I mean, he needs to turn around really quick because if he's too deferential to fucking Cody Walker and Cody Walker hasn't got it, like Cody yeah. Walker does not have it, and he doesn't have Wayne Bennett yeah. there getting his ear telling and that's, him that he's and a man. That's and the fucking, fucking point. You know? Yeah, that's the point. South Sydney, I think, are unfortunately this year a perfect storm of everything that's gone wrong. And last week we went through all of the things that could potentially hurt them coming in. Unfortunately, all of those things happened. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know, so they knew Bennett was, was going. No... So why let Reynolds go the same year? Well, well because I... you know, because they wanted they wanted to have they wanted Reynolds for yeah. this year. They didn't have the option to do it otherwise. Mm. It's, yeah, it's not don't... like they said go away. Adam. No, I'm they saying said, we'll, we'll, give him a fucking three year we'll deal. One... This year he plays first grade. 
and Ilias is is in the background. Yeah, but Glennie, this is this they they didn't think internally that his body would hold up to a three year. Contract. I agree with them, but you've got three so years right call, to transition. And so what happens? This the Ilias kid at the end of the year. So you're you're, you're going to put you're, Adam you're, Reynolds' you're, money on your salary cap to sit him in Reggie's after a year and a half. There's, you know as or well as I do, there's a way to, to manipulate that. There's a way to manipulate those numbers and get him. He's a, he was a fucking died-in-the-wool bunny local junior. If they just said, we'll give you fucking the Robbie Farrah job after footy, they, it could have – there's a way to make it happen, but they got Jeez, stuck oh, on it. Okay, so are we, are we here now where you're suggesting other clubs behave like the West Tigers? <laughs> No, and, and more importantly, Justin Better. No, I thought Better. I was talking shit. Better than the Tigers. <laughs> um, yeah, look, the, the, everything you have said is true, but Adam Reynolds wanted a three-year deal. They offered him one. Where, where is the middle ground there? Like, where's the... You Two and a three. fucking paper bag. Yeah, but you can't say to him, hey, okay, cool, we'll give you three. By the way, we need to front load you this year and then pay you fuck all in two and three. Like, you know, um, the last time, like Penrith did that with Jamie Soward, right? It's not apples for apples, but I see what you're saying. Yeah, uh, yeah it's, did, didn't really do much, but. When that uh, when that game was there and they needed someone in a, in a fucking red and green jersey to take the camp by the scruff of the neck, that's they it. were void. There was no and, and one there to do it. Yeah. When the grand final was there, and Agreed. he cutting a red and green jersey to fucking take it, Cody Walker chucked an intercept to lose the game. Exactly. For him. Thank you for validating Against my point. the Broncos. Ditto, 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 ditto. Exactly. Yeah. That's it. Um, I'll tell you what, though, I did enjoy um, Kurt Capewell's fucking just throwing the yeah. leg out. Yeah. At the, at the fucking. Good on him. What a legend. <laughs> At the field goal and getting it. Instant Broncos fucking hero. I mean, he was already a Broncos hero before before a ball had been kicked in anger because of the fact he was just better than anyone they had. I am but, a bit um, filthy that they didn't give us a grand final rematch round one, though. That would have been a fucking mm. 50. That would have been a fucking 60. Yeah. I mean, easily. Honestly, so. Easily. Because if, if South play I mean, like that, a- like they did, and then play like they did, and they had a play in round one, fuck me dead. Yeah. Hundred nil. Oh, and the thing, and the thing about the thing about the, the the rabbits is, I mean, like their forward pack. Apart from what, like Jaden Sewer, I mean, they're still relatively the pack they mm. were. Yeah, still, still got you know, still led by Damian Cook. Like, yeah, I, so, I mean, they didn't have the excuses that, that you know the, the halves in the in the rabbits had, and 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 Latrell doesn't fix well, any. They'll, of that. they'll be better with Latrell purely. From a couple of touches of individual brilliance. Oh, like like when they're attacking mm. in the like in the red zone, that's the only time. That's yeah, the only they, thing he's going to improve for them. But even then, they've got to get it to him, and they've got to they be do. in that and, field well, position. Do you know what? Here's yeah. the other thing, though. Like when in the Sharks game, um, remember they're the ones that lost the trade to Penrith. Um, that Ramian hit right at the end. They lost the trade to the Dragons at this point, too. <laughs> in 2022, if you want to be current. Um, the, one of the first things I thought after that was, I thought, fuck, I can see Latrell doing a bit of that. Mm. And you you mix Latrell and Dylan Walker, who for very different reasons have proven to be poor decision-makers Dylan, at Dylan potentially or Cody. crucial time. 
Cody, sorry. Cody, yeah. Um, fuck, I've just... Dylan had... Walker's bad decision-making happens outside <laughs> the field. Yeah, I've just done a Devon head. Um, <laughs> Elite company. That's it. You know, the, the the chance for poor decisions at potentially important parts of games this year <clears throat> is uh, at, without a leader like Wayne Bennett there. Yeah. Fuck, this is potentially... Massive. I can see the really good teams getting under South skin and, and fucking crushing them mentally. In yeah. games, exactly. Well, this is this is the that was the, the biggest weakness of Cody Walker. There were those games where people got him swinging. Yeah. yeah, and once you got him to that point, he wasn't putting on the plays. Mm. He wasn't doing the the you know, contender for the Dally M sort of yeah, shit. That's it. That's when he was like you know flirting with the bin. Mm. Yeah, or well, the socials. Uh, Sorry, go yeah. no, go for it, go for it. Super Grover said, "I'm not keen to get tackled by Jairo as I have become accustomed to breathing." <laughs> yeah. He's good. Uh, Ryan said, what the fuck are these dumb cunts doing? South look like they've got as much direction as a Kia after it's hit a pothole. For fuck's sake, this is frustrating to watch. Lachlan said, welcome to the Broncos, Kurt Capel. I think this is more of a worrying side for South than a positive sign for the Broncos. Broncos look definitely set for more wins than last year, though. That's a fairly balanced review. Uh, Thomas said, did they teach anyone to kick over the off-season, or did they forget we lost Reynolds? Yeah, it's a bit ordinary. Uh, Tom said, not sure if South have the post-Bennett curse or the Broncos actually look good, but either way, I'm fucking happy, even though it's early days. You could say it's the the post-Bennett curse, but then the Rabbitohs are closer to ground zero of the curse. That's it. And the Broncos are now several years removed. Uh, Phil said, Glennie thought Billy Walters was a liability in defence. Maybe he was just trying to fit in at the Teg Pies. <laughs> he didn't cover he, himself he, in fucking glory, let's be honest. Well, I was just about to say, he he didn't disgrace himself either. Like, he he did just enough. Give it time. You know? Yeah, the Rabbitohs didn't have the direction to fucking run everybody straight through that <laughs> passage. Um Matthew said a lot of Broncos trying to impress for a Dolphins contract next year. The only, the only way I'll get a, a realistic opinion from you on Billy Wilders is after Penrith play Brisbane. So I look forward to that. And Penrith are that kind of side that they will identify his significant weakness defensively. And well, I look forward to you agreeing with me. Or they could just find, you know, solace in kindred spirits of father-son duos <laughs> absolutely fucking mentally destroying Tigers fans. Yeah. <laughs> You know, yeah. the fucking Spider-Man, man. Ain't no Tigers fans fucking laying awake at night worrying about the Walters family, mate. Yet. <laughs> fucking yet. Let's go. Next How one. How does that work? Well, I don't understand that threat either. Yeah. <laughs> Me either. I'm saying the Broncos, the Broncos will rape the Tigers this year. All right. We'll look forward to that one then, Glennie. Mark that in your calendar. The Knights 20 defeated the Brewsters uh, 6 at the SCG. The uh, Roosters, oh, sorry, the Knights 20 came through tries to Gagai, Clifford, Tuala, and Young. Uh, Clifford, two of three conversions. The Roosters 6 came through a try to Paul Momorowski and uh, a penalty goal to Sam Walker. Roosters? I think the Roosters uh, have got plenty of work to do. <clears throat> we thought that, you know, this season, um, you know, less impacted you would think, by by injury and uh, obviously under the continued guidance of, of Robbo, um, the Roosters would continue on the uh, the path they've been on and, and improve even on the, on their finish from last season. But they um, they were flat in this game. 
across the park. And, you know, whilst some individuals had, had moments, I think as a, as a team they were underwhelming and, and far off. And I don't know if it's just a blip on the radar and, uh, you know, they'll, they'll put it together very, very quickly or whether there's, whether there's significant work to do that they're going to have to play a little bit of catch-up. Because I don't think the Knights, I don't think anyone thought the Knights were going to be a 14-point better side than the Roosters in round one. Mm. Um, I will say Clifford was quite impressive again for the Knights. Um, unfortunately, Ponga still got the wraps post-game, but I think Clifford was, was quite a measured and controlled performance. Yeah. Um, and it's unusual to say against the Roosters, but the Knights edge runners... Um, just they just seemed to give him trouble the whole game and, and created extra space. Um, and I think Bradman best when he got the ball in his hands, he was he was super dangerous. And Roosters really struggled to contain those guys, which is unlike them. It it's not unreasonable if you think about it. In round one, you know the the first I guess three or four rounds of the year, individual performances have a greater chance to swing games than they do mm. later in the year. Mm. You know, and generally you have, you know, blockbusting performers from positions like centers or, or second rowers this early in the season because you got defenses that ha- if they have any sort of uncertainty in them, then guys in those positions are going to end up one-on-one with their opposition or be able to find gaps. And guys with the, the physical gifts that Bradman best has are going to take advantage of that. Like he was great when he, remember when he first mm. came on the scene last year? And then he got a bit of attention on him and coaches started a game plan for him. And his, yeah, I think it was the year before was the, it was the, the big year. And last year, there was a lot of injury and shit. And yeah. you know, he didn't he did next to nothing. Yeah. That's it. So um, fantastic if he's back like to form. Um, I, I think his, his performance, you know, second half of the season will be crucial to them. Um, the, the Knights really, again, did, did very little wrong. They didn't go out there and do anything spectacular, but everybody just did pretty much what they were out there and designed to do. Um, the Roosters have this funny fucking habit of trying to tackle cunts with their face. Yeah. Like, and <laughs> and I think Radley, if you Radley's got at, suspensions ahead of him this year again. Yeah, he certainly does. Uh, I don't care what he says, whether he says that he doesn't care and he's and he's not changing, or whether he says, "I'm sorry, I'm actually going to change now." He he's yeah. never going to ever mm. going to change. No, he is not. Um, I I don't think Robbo will be, you know, too shaken by that. But I think there'll be some very serious conversations this week. Um, like, I'm not sold on Kiri's comeback fixing their woes. Mm. No, it was less impactful than I would have th- than I would have expected. So, I mean, I, I think I was sort of you know just coasting along with the narrative and thinking, oh yeah, the Roosters will be, you know they're they're fixed now. It was you know business yeah. as usual, but yeah, um, it's going to take some time to get to build up combinations because they didn't have anybody mm-hmm. last year. Yeah, that's it. Um, on the socials, Mitch said the Roosters are wearing the Mullumbibby Giants socks today and donating fifty thousand dollars to assist with the recent floods. Other than that, fuck both teams. That was a nice effort. I like that. Uh, Jai said, this was never in doubt. For the fifth season in a row, we get a win in round one. Super impressed with Cliff and Clune. Ponga can pack his bags and fuck off to Redcliffe already. 
There you go. Yeah, Clooney was a good pickup for them. Very, very good. Uh, Kevin said, Ponga seemed to do a lot of talking behind the ruck today on attack. And if he wasn't involved, he was behind directing play. I haven't really noticed him do that before. I'll tell you what, if he is, if he's going to be an organising fullback, like a true organising fullback, that may make up for some of his deficiencies elsewhere. Um, Tom, so the Roosters took their support of the Mullumbimby Giants to the next level by playing like an absolute pub side. (laughs) (laughs) Mullumbimby Giants have gotten more love than the Roosters have in this fucking game. Um, Hayden, so what a terrible round for tipping. Got to be some major questions asked of the Roosters squad after that performance. Nothing but wanting it more in that game for the Knights. Roosters still seem stuck in pre-season mode. It's a good way to describe it. Rick, said so Clifford, Young and Gagai were great. Man, father, lose the game for us, which means the multiverse is real and I'm in a different reality. <laughs> Takeout, is Andrew Johns is a better coaching consultant than Seabold. He is. Uh, Darren, said <laughs> textbook tackling style Radley. New nickname, Victor the Self-Inflictor. <laughs> um, and Fat Harry Lazy. So the Roosters running out onto the SCG, the scene of so many of Shane Warne's greatest performances, decided to pay homage to the great man by shitting the bed and playing dead. Oof. He's on fire, the big man. <laughs> the Dragons 28 defeated the Warriors 16 at Sunshine Coast Stadium. The Dragons 28 came through a hat-trick to Rabalawa. As good wingers do, Glennie, that was your chance. Yeah, um, fuck that guy. Bird and Mumbai also with tries. Uh, Lomax, three conversions and a penalty goal. The uh, Dragons side had a try to DWZ, uh, Egan and Katoa. Uh, Sean Johnson, two or three conversions. Credit where it's due. The Warriors missed Reese Walsh badly. I think uh, he probably... Makes a significant dif- significant difference to to the Warriors structure. Um, I, I think the Warriors they they were in and out of the game, and the the Dragons yeah. you know were good enough in the end to to take it by the scruff of the neck. But geez, that mate, like even the Dragons made some fucking horrible errors, and and drifted in and out of the game in parts as well, and. Um, I thought Sloan, he's obviously a huge talent and, and he showed plenty of glimpses in this game, you know, what he's truly capable of. He's got some silky skills, great hands. Um, I just, my concern is, is Griffin the right guy to develop him and his style of play? Serious question. Probably, yeah. No, no, I think like if Griffin's one thing, he's the he's the he's the school teacher, very to, similar to bring him through. Similar, and... similar to in 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 uh, in result and like ceiling as like a coach, like a like Brian a Brian Smith, Smith or something yeah. like that, where it's a guy that can take him through to the finals consistently, but just can't take him to that ultimate next sort of step. Mm. Yeah, and because I mean, like even Panthers, I mean, like they had a lot of good, you know, they had. A, a lot of like decent, you know, solid years under under Griffin, but he couldn't take him to the the next level. And I mean, oh, yeah, the next level it did coincide with you know the the fucking maturing of like an entire crop of you know youngsters and everything as yeah. well. But I still don't think that even if Griffin had that squad that he had from last year, but that he would have been able to turn them into the premiers either. You know, and and whereas yes, it, there is some skill in ushering ushering these young guys into first grade and and through the 
the beginning of first grade, it wasn't like all those young Panthers Griffin had. You know, he pulled from 20 different backgrounds and made a team out of them. They'd all played together since they were fucking 14 years old. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So, you know. Um, yeah, I was sad after this game because I think... I think it because the Dragons put, won. No, it finally put to bed for me any hope that I was holding on to that Sean Johnson would ever be would go down in the same way that, that Stacey Jones mm. did for New Zealand Rugby League. Yeah, no. It's you not know, the, <clears throat> like the guy who just, you know, had had he been born on the other side of the Tasman, would have worn origin jumpers and, and green and gold and uh, that sort of thing. But Yeah, um, but even the move of the Sharks kind of dispelled that for us, didn't it? That's it. And, oh, look, it, and to be fair, he, he was at the Sharks during a period of upheaval and there was all that shit going on there and the coaching dramas and, and all that other stuff. I I would hazard a guess that says Sean Johnson with a couple of years under you know, Flano um, with the help of PEDs would have been a, a vastly <laughs> successful player. Um, so, but, certainly less like hamstring injuries and... That's it. Whatever. <laughs> Unless. <laughs> Should have snapped his hamstring and fucking rolled right up the back of his spine. But, um, you know, it, it's stuff like when, when you're in a team full of young guys who have been through a pretty shitty two years, you, you're still over here playing, you know, asterisk home games in front of away crowds. Um, to have this guy who's who's a prodigal son to come home and, and the game's really still in the balance and and he goes for a crossfield kick from deep in your own half. Mm. Uh, doesn't even come close to fucking hitting it right. Doesn't even choose to do it when there's no fucking cover or or lacks cover or the cover's in field. Like it was fucking telegraphed that badly. Um, that was the saddest moment for me in this game. So, RIP, RIP, the idea of Sean Johnson. <laughs> the idea. Yeah. yeah well, my I hope think... for Sean Johnson. Nothing. Um, right. On the socials, Jeff said, it looks like Jay was way off on his negative assessment of the Dragons signing Aaron Woods. He can't cost him six points every week if he doesn't play. That's true. That is it was correct. was probably turning point of the game when he got injured. That is correct. Uh, Winston. Said, as a died-in-the-wool dragon supporter, what disappointed me most about this game was the fact that Woods only did a hamstring and didn't choke himself to death with a Mars bar jammed up his chocolate starfish. Well, he is not rock and roll royalty. So, uh, James said, it's great to have Sean Johnson back, helping us play like the inconsistent warriors of old. God damn. Uh, Daniel said, first game without Sharon, Cronulla lose. First game with Sharon, Saints win. Coincidence? I think not. Hashtag... Seven runs, 58 metres. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, on to the next one. The uh, Melbourne Storm 26 defeat the West Tigers 16 at Combank Stadium. The Tigers, oh, the Storms 26 tries to Jennings, Laero, Hughes, Coates, and Remus Smith. Meany three conversions. And uh, the Tigers 16 uh, double to Ken Marmalo. Uh, Try to Nofaluma. And uh, two penalty goals to Luke Brooks. You're three minutes, Glenn. Go. Motherfucker. <laughs> Shouldn't take long. Um, 
<laughs> Clearly, the next take as long as you the need, next buddy. man up mentality is is still strong in Melbourne. Um, they had a hell of a lot of adversity in this game from from very early on. Brandon Smith went out with a, a busted hand. Uh, Welsh is obviously going to be, I think, gone for an extended period with Achilles. I think they said. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, could be season, but I, I mean, yeah, he could he, he could make it That's back. It's a tough one, and, he, and when he does but come back one, out, yeah. you know, he's the same. Look, it, yeah. On on that note, it, it's been said plenty of places, but fuck me, what a good character he seems to be. Oh, absolutely. Oh, he's, he, I mean, just he's just the way he uh, presents himself uh, in media the, on his own personal Twitter account as well. Just like the way he bants with the yep. with the average Joe public. Yeah, uh, he's he's. Yeah, frankly, the only likable Storm player that's ever existed, <laughs> ever. Correct. And um, and and so it's terrible that you know to, for for such a, a a big injury to happen to him, and and like the way like I don't know if like the you know it's, it's correct to say like yeah you know, the, like the gracious way he took it, but I guess just like the philosophical way he took it. Look, it was just it, you know, it it's not hard. Like you know, you we all have have that mate that works in a healthcare facility and, and saw one of the Penrith players who who did did an ACL and then rehabbed an entire year and then like came back like in a round a trial game around one game did it again you know yeah. that's it. that shit can be like when that's your identity yeah that that's tough but but for Welsh to to recognize even with this weight I'm I'm still in a position of uh, where I'm very lucky fair. Um, Good on I thought um, Pappenhausen was full of confidence, bouncing around. Um, he had some some good moments, but for for Melbourne, Jerome Hughes, I, th- I thought he had a real breakout solo performance, and he was the guy that really stood up and, and identified that he was well, him and Pappenhausen really, but Hughes first and foremost identified that that game was. Requiring, oh, fuck me, dead English needed uh, someone to really step up and uh, take it by the scruff of the neck, and he did it. And some of his fucking runs were, they, you know, impressive. Um, for the Tigers, they're always in a fucking game, and they were definitely in this one. But um, yeah, the Storm weren't in this fucking game until the last ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and that's just coincided with the time when the the Tigers decided they weren't in the fucking no, game anymore. True. Um, look, there was enough there to to say that maybe maybe they they learnt some lessons from the final round last year, but it's still very early on, and and there's there's plenty of time to drop our bundle. Let's not uh, let's not deny that. But I'm. I'm just concerned about the corner that they've painted themselves in with Brooks where they've publicly come out, Sheens has come out, Madge has come out and, and several of his teammates have come out and said that, you know, Brooks is the seven and all the rest of it. But, um, you know, and he's, he's there for the long term and he's a valued local junior and all the fucking rest of the, the spin. But the fact remains that he's probably not the best seven in the side anymore. And when Dewey comes back... um. He's probably the best six, and Hastings would probably make the best seven. So um, Brooks doesn't really have many options outside of bench, utility, or Reggie. He has utility value. So what's your prediction then? 
You reckon he'll get dropped or you reckon they'll no, get him? No, I, th- I, think, like no, I think Hastings will continue to play six. I think they'll still play him at seven and Dewey will shuffle around centre, probably Gildart. Depending on how, how Roberts goes, I thought he had a couple of good touches. But um, I think they'll probably try and shoehorn Dewey into centres. Across the sea, yeah. Across the season, it does look it does appear that like Roberts is probably the most likely though. To to be out anyway. of the side? Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um Is it just me or does James Roberts remind you of Russell Westbrook? Both in how he behaves and how he looks. He looks disinterested and, and I I noticed that um when he was playing at the Broncos. Off the ball and and certainly when the play's not happening around him, he could not look less interested to be out on a on a mm-hmm. first grade rugby league field. <laughs> Just mm-hmm. um you know, his speed you can't can't coach it. He's got it. And and that's why he's had so many clubs and so many opportunities. Oh, but you, ac- you actually can though. Like you have literally had a listener of this show <laughs> train train you're, your you're son right, but you, s- you certainly have to have a, a base level to, to work with, right? So two legs. <laughs> you're under I think you're understating his, his And the speed. cunts with springs on their feet go faster. <laughs> so you don't even need that. <laughs> right, yeah, you're right. James Roberts, make way for Dewey. But I, I still think Dewey's Dewey should be six and um and Hastings should be seven and fucking see see what happens. Fuck around and find out, as you say, Nathan. But mm. um, work to do, obviously, for the Tigers. But I, I didn't I didn't hate the effort, and I thought um, Leilua and Tuolangi on the edge were, were were quite. You know, they they posed plenty of problems and, and asked questions of of the Melbourne Melbourne defence, and um, you know that's a good sign. Moving forward, so um, yeah, that you know, no surprise the Tigers weren't the same class as Melbourne, even though Melbourne were down on a few troops. I think no one is uh, is shocked by that, but I um, I was pretty happy with the effort and and some of the plays they come up with. There you go. How good, Timothy said the Melbourne biscuits. Yeah, well, fucking winning biscuits. <laughs> Uh, Matthew said, so Coates scores tries like Mark War used to take catches. Fucking showboat. Man, I'll tell you what. I don't know if he had a bad day or not. Fuck, you got to go a long way to hate on Xavier Coates, mm. enjoying not being at the Brisbane Broncos anymore. <laughs> Daniel said, glad we didn't have to wait long for a classic Tigers decline. No, we did not. <laughs> uh, Ricky said, against all adversity tonight, we tried hard, but in the end, Having only four captains ultimately took its toll. Oh, what about Brooks? He's got jokes <laughs> where the referee upped him because he's, you know, when I make a call uh, or when something happens, I've got, you know, four or five blokes coming at me. And Brooks is like, well, we have got five captains <laughs> on the field. <laughs> Tom said three truths in life death, taxes, and storm winning in round one. Thank fuck, I've got at least one tip right this week. There you go. Bethany. So it looks like it might be our turn to have a Roosters 2021 season. Losing Welsh, what seems to be an Achilles, is a massive loss. Cheese is a big loss too. Wishart looked really good, so it's not quite as bad. Hughes is the dead set heart and soul of this team, and if anything happens to him, our season is over. I agree, and I think his dynamic with Munster and who gets to take the reins 
will go a long way to determining their success this year. Like yeah. Mun- Munster is is the Cody Walker in this equation, and not so much that he will fuck up, uh, but that he can be goaded into into poor decisions. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Grover, broken, battered, spirit damaged, still fighting, overcame adversity to fight for our mates, but we lost again. Tigers Digi probably. <laughs> uh, Lando said, good teams start their season with a win. They certainly do. Uh, Sam said, NRL is a Russian conspiracy. <laughs> uh, and Hammers, our uh, advertising guru, came up with a new poster. Said, from Tigers to decline. Unreal. <laughs> God, that fucking campaign is shit. It's gross, isn't it? It's fucking it's gross. It's just fucking stupid. And like each one is inconsistent to them. It's just... Oh. The agency yeah. that created that. Just fucking kill yourselves, dead said. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> <Like> sugarcoated. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what though. If you want to talk about something that's really unreal, what a time to be alive over the last what three seasons when we've got to see the evolution of fucking Pappenhausen with the fucking primary school mullet to then growing out a little bit more and adding a moustache last year. And then now it's like full on glorious fucking 80s fucking like the, the dirtiest most bouffanty fucking like it's like next year he's going to come out and there's going to be somewhere there's going to be a fan constantly blowing it like, and you're not going to see where the fan is coming from but it's just going to be and he's going to have leather like, pants constantly. on and he's going to be the lead singer of Europe <laughs> it's just the, the commitment to the bit is fucking spectacular and like, I, 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 like I, I hate, I hate fucking mullets with the, the burning white hot fire of a fucking thousand suns. But that's, the commitment yeah, that's to not stick a mullet, to a bit, though. like there's, that's beyond. Like there's, this, yeah. Well, now that's what I mean. Like it, it, it was started as a mullet, then it became like a bigger mullet, and now it's become this full on glorious fucking eighties. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what. And I mean, the moustache with it just makes it like that extra fucking seedy look to it and just his commitment to the bit is to be is is just you know should be credited there you go um, how good Melbourne Storm look they're going to turn some more trash to treasure this year though with I mean a back line you know consists of fucking Tigers Broncos and Bulldogs and they're, and they're going to find some fucking uh, you know you know, provide they don't get too many more injuries, they'll be up there. Uh, the Eels, 32, defeated the Titans, 28. The Eels, 32, came through a hat-trick to Sean Russell. Uh, Sean Lane and Wunga Blake also with tries. Moses, three conversions, three penalty goals. The Titans, 28, came through uh, a double to Philip Sammy, a double to Brian Kelly. Uh, Aaron Clark with a try, sixth and four of five conversions. Also, the only part, the only part of this game was that I wanted, that I loved was fucking Sammy, Sammy going to fucking Guthrie, <laughs> right having Gutho's dead body. That shit was outstanding, and um, and not only that, I've only just seen it pop up on uh, on Twitter. It's not it's not recent. It happened earlier this morning, but I've only just seen it. But the the headline is, or the caption is, well, the headline is four weeks. I've already looked yeah. in quotes. Yeah. Gutho has plans for his next game against the Titans after copying the Gutherino from Philip Sammy. <sighs> okay. Shut up, you arrogant fucking idiot. Now, onto the game, Glennie. Yeah. You, you, were, talking to, you were talking to Jay then, right? <laughs> Look. It's fucking rude. Fucking, I was talking to Gutho, you know. Now, I love you guys. Now, what, what, if, what if fucking it happens again? 
what does that do to the psyche of Clint Gutherson? In four weeks, everyone fucking does it. Imagine because he can he can fail to stop ultimate disrespect. It is it's in his game. If everyone starts throwing up, David Nofaluma doing the Gutherino (laughs) over the top of fucking Gutherson, just fucking retire. I hope every single try that he fails to make the try saving tackle on. He gets, he gets the fucking the, the, the balls in the mouth fucking <laughs> Gutherino diamond cutter. And... <laughs> I love it. I love Para's attack. They proved, you know, the, there's there's some skill in that side and, and they can score at will. But in that first half, their defence was was a massive concern. They, they did make some adjustments on the run and, and it was much improved in the second half. But um, the Titans... You know they took full advantage of their opportunities, and and Para defensively were weren't up to the task in the first half. Um, for the Titans, is a pretty gutsy performance, and and you know defensively they've got their concerns as well. But David Fafita, he's he's eating up a large chunk of that salary cap, and you, guys, that that's the type of guy that you want really asserting himself when the game is there. You know, he had he had that one big run at the end of the first half, but there was plenty of up, other opportunities where one of those runs from him or, or you know, taking several hit-ups and wanting the ball, showing that he wanted the ball in his fucking hands would have made a difference to, to the Titans and potentially influenced the result, and there was none of it from him. And he's, he's essentially... What you get if Dave Taylor had a cared about nutrition and lifting mad weights? I think the attitude and the disappearing that um, is fairly identical between Fafita and Dave Taylor, and it's not not a lot you can say I to just, change I my think, fucking I, mind. <laughs> I think it's as as, as as yeah, great an athlete as as he is. I mean, it, if you can just consistently rush up on mm. him and not give him time to get wound up, yeah, you can kind of nullify his impact in the game, yeah. Mm. You know, because he's not going to necessarily take himself deeper or, you know, spring up somewhere you don't expect to see him. Well, this is if you look at the to the point Glennie made when he had his big barnstorm. You know, late, was it late in the first mm. half? Uh, yeah. he, he was positioned fucking close to where a centre would be. Mm. Yeah, and and I think that's the way to use him because he he's not going to be that. You know, bash him up, bash him up, bash him up. Like he's he's not pain hard. He's not Tal Malolo. No. You know? Uh he, exactly. But He should be. But, to, but he's not to make him to make him do his work and then to assess which side of the field has some defensive lapses. Like, for example, if I'm playing the Tigers, I'm running him at Noffa every third set. Every third set he is just popping up and giving Noffa fucking nightmares. And then what that forces the defence to do is readjust. Well, it's probably giving the True. A and B defenders nightmares, if I'm honest. True. Um, and so what smart teams will do is start to stack sides that they see him up on, which, again, if the Titans halves are smart, gives them more space on the other side. There's a whole fucking point of having you know, players deserving of defensive gravity. You know, so um, I think Parramatta can't be happy with the way they've leaked points. Uh, their defence was fucking suspect last year. And if you look at how they ended the season, this was about it. That, oh, yeah, okay, we've got some skillful players and we can put points on. 
but this was how they ended the regular season. That's I think. It. I mean, like their their finals performances were really good. Yeah, they were. But um, but yeah, but this is what the yeah, particularly like that post Origin period. Yeah, this was sort of what they were trotting out. Yeah. Um, again, I'm I'm not saying that it discounts them. I'm sure they'll be a top eight side again. Um, but they're, they're... this is their final year before the window shuts. That's it. And I, I do expect big things out of them. I don't think they're going to win it, but um, yeah, I think they'll be all right. Yep. Uh, Dean said, I said this last year, but is Gutherson going to call himself a fuckwit? I wonder. I'd like to see it. Uh, ben said, Sammy with a statement over Gutherson, pure shithousery. Love it. Love it. Uh, Conan Moment of the weekend. Said, does Sammy automatically become the new king courtesy of that Gutherino, <laughs> or is that a self-appointed title only? Well, <laughs> I, as I found out on Twitter, it's not self-appointed. It was actually given to him by Andrew Johns. Oh, for God's sake! I know. Yet again, That's why, obviously, he was off his tits on pingers. Fuck you, Newcastle! Why do they do? Why do they keep doing it to us? When I say us, I think he actually said he was actually asking him if he had a ping, and he thought he said king, and he's fucking just run with it. Oh, there we go, uh, Conan. No, Toto said, kill the king, become the king. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, then there was a Dragons fan that said something fucking racist, so I won't read that out. Surprise, surprise. Uh, Rusty said, the panic performance of that second half exposed the inexperience of the Titans' spine. They had the slippery cunts but crumbled under the pressure. I see two roads ahead for the young Titans. Learn and be better or become the Queensland version of the Tigers. Yeah, I think they'll be better. <laughs> There we are. And finally, Oops. yep, the uh, the Doggies 6 defeat the Cowboys 4 up there at the Abattoir. Uh, the Dogs 6 came through a try to Jaden Ockenbore, a conversion to Birdo, and uh, Cowboys, they had a try to Tom Gilbert. Look, I think that really all that can be said about this game is that the Bulldogs got the two points. And, and yeah, it, everyone was one. better when it ended. This This game was exactly what we said it would be. Although, so if this bulldog side played yes. that dragon side, yes, who wins? Well, dragons would fucking flog them, surely. Yeah, okay. The dragons demonstrated they can score points. The bulldogs—they've brought in some high octane attacking players in, you know, significantly Birdo, followed by Fox, and then you know, I guess Naden. However, they still demonstrated they have exactly the same issues. With scoring fucking points, and the only reason, the, the only positive for them in this game is the fact they won, and they only won by virtue of the fact that what we said about the Cowboys and their halves yes. <laughs> was also true. When the game's on the line, you got one play left to run. You're mm. five meters out. Mm. What do you do? What what do you do? Well, if you're fucking Chad, what you do is just turn it inside to Cohen Hess. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Interesting. Like, you're only two points down at this point. You could fucking send it to a corner and have some guy was, fucking cartwheel in and try and... Yeah. Was Chad always such a proponent of the midfield bomb? I think in it's most a of a lack of imagination. Mm. Yeah. It's, well, yeah. I, I, like, you know, clearly... And maybe I just paid more attention to him than, than a lot of other halves in their, their variants, but... The Cleary thing used to frustrate the piss out of me. Like if you're if you're in midfield putting a bomb up, what praying for a mistake? The fucking percentage on that's terrible. 
distance and position every yeah. fucking mm-hmm. time. Distance and position. Yeah. Um, Brooks Brooks yeah, does the same thing to the surprise of absolutely no one. But yeah. you know, and and also getting back to to Jackson Hastings, I was almost fucking half shocked when he put a rifle to grubber that curled into the in goal and and forced a mistake because you don't yeah. actually see that. I haven't seen that much from the Tigers. <laughs> So, yeah, I thought just it. just quickly on the Bulldogs. I thought Burton was obviously a factor with his with his kicking game with his with his bombs. Um, I thought the Fox tried to show some leadership qualities and get get his teammates revved up, and you know that, they were obviously trying to show why they were bought on big money into the side. But ultimately, based on that performance alone, the, the, the Bulldogs don't look much better than they were, and the Cowboys don't either. And I think for, for Todd Payton, um, there was a lot of noise about trying to get him shoehorned into the Tigers head coaching role before he took on the the Cowboys job. And his coaching career took a took a little while. Uh, he had the interim job at the Warriors and took a little while to get um, his head coaching job in the NRL. Uh, took a little while to kick off. He's he is legitimately shortening his career with the mismanagement of Tamalola. Yeah, fuck. Yeah, yep. And All I mean, right. this game. I mean, I guess it was through you know a little bit through necessity, but what he did played prop for like mm. fifty minutes or something. Yeah, sat yeah, on the right. bench for twenty eight minutes or more. Like I mean, like that last play that Chad runs. I mean, if he's if he's throwing it inside to Tamalola to try and barge over from five meters out, then maybe it's a different result. Mm. But. When that wasn't the case, like I don't know what they're going to do with their halves. Like I mean, you know, drink water. Yeah, you know, he must. Are they going to just keep revolving the younger guys around Chad and like Chad with the money he's on and the and the tenure he has? He's the guy that's going to stay there, and they're going to keep trying to cycle drink water and Deard and to see who sticks. Yeah. Again, Chad's just a funny move to me, especially with a new coach. Yeah. You know, if if they had. If they had in his prime Paul Green, you know, or or JT there, who fuck me has been known to, to swap from a six to a seven and back again when the good of the team you yeah. know, depends on it. Like that, that that's me. It's just right right now with two young guys that are uncertain, with a coach that had all of those fucking issues last year with the playing group, it it just seems like there's far too much that can go wrong there. But anyway. That's just me. Um, and we also don't have any socials on this game because I deleted them by accident. Well, and or, and so, we thank you for it. Or and, thus, and thus the, the battle of who could care less <laughs> has ended. <laughs> that's us. So that's us. That's it. And uh, yeah, that's the episode. Uh, this is Tuesday as we're recording this one. It'll be out Tuesday night. Uh, I'll do, I'm going to throw it up straight after this. And so we will be recording again and we'll be on track uh, with the midweek episode for the the round previews, mm-hmm. and uh, that one will be up uh, Wednesday night slash Thursday morning. So I uh, look forward to that. And uh, yeah, to answer the questions of people, yes, we are doing two episodes a week still. This week was a, an outlier, but generally speaking, Sunday night, Wednesday night, one of the, the uh, episodes. One of the hosts had hosts had chlamydia. Try to guess who. <laughs> Does chlamydia clear up in like a, a two days, a day? Certainly does. <laughs> <laughs>
And this has been this week in communicable diseases <laughs> <laughs> and uh, eradication. And uh, we'll talk to you guys next time. Later. See ya. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.